welcome to the Meaningful Beginnings podcast, where we will discuss practical parenting advice on ways to support your children through their most meaningful years. With your host, Amy Grandia, a mama, a Montessori teacher, and friend. Hello, today we're going to talk about all things tantrums. So maybe why they happen, what we can do about it, and why I think tantrums are like your drunk best friend. I like to equate tantrums to drunk people. Okay, wait, hear me out. I do that because have you heard the saying, you can't reason with a drunk? Well, that 100% applies to your toddler having a tantrum. And here's why. When they're in the moment, seeing red, crying, maybe even on the floor, kicking and screaming, There's no reasoning. There's no pulling them out of it. There's no rushing them through it. You just have to stay on the ride with them as they are going through it. Now think about your best friend having too many drinks one night and you have to help them home. You are definitely going to make sure that they're safe and you might walk them home. You might help them into bed. You wouldn't just leave them and say, okay, bye, you're on your own. No, we would never do that. If they needed some food, we'd maybe help them get some food. But we would sit sit with them through it because we can't rush them through it. There's no pulling them out of it. You just have to wait till they sober up. And toddlers are the same way. There's no, in the moment, why did you drink so much? You shouldn't do that. Well, they can't hear you and neither can your drunk friend. That's why I see, when I see a toddler having tantrum, I'm just like, well, there's no reasoning them with them right now. We have to wait till they're out of it. We have to wait until they sober up. So that has always been for many years my analogy of a toddler having a tantrum. I feel it's very appropriate that I want to talk about tantrum right now. My daughter is in the beginning season of tantrums. She's 18 months now, and we are having them on a daily basis, some days an hourly basis, depending on what might be going on that day. And even someone like me with 15 years plus experience of working with children, I too still have to navigate tantrums with my own child. So let's touch on why tantrums happen. Tantrums usually start around 15, 18 months old, and then can go up to even three plus, right? Your child, when they're in that age, has a really strong, sensitive period for order. And the order for them at that moment is external order because external order brings them internal order and calm. But they can't always express, maybe they don't have the language, maybe they don't even know that they're feeling that way, that they want things a certain way or they're expecting something to happen a certain way. So we're going about our day, we might pick out the wrong shoes for them, but they maybe in that moment had different shoes planned or they wanted to even those were the shoes they wanted but they wanted to pick them out themselves so they are going through that there are a lot of things that we don't know also they are wanting more independence again might be the ones that wanted to pick up the shoes that they're going to wear today even if it's the exact same shoes or the only shoes that they have out they are battling these big kind of adult things 
and trying to figure them out and tackle these things within themselves are not able to express it. So therefore, at times, us and our children might have conflicting thoughts and conflicting ideas or scenarios about how things are supposed to go. Because us as adults, we see the rational side of things. We see that if you just twisted your boot a little bit to the right, your foot will slide right in. But sometimes they don't want that feedback. Sometimes they don't want us to touch their boots. They want to do it all on their own. Then it gets frustrating to them because their foot's not going in the boot. We can't tell them in that moment because they want to do it themselves and figure that out. Or when your child's hungry and you're like, oh, I just know that if you ate this yogurt, you'd feel so much better. But they don't want anything to do with the yogurt. They don't want anything to do with any food. So they can't see the bigger picture yet. And what's, I think, really hard for us adults is because we can see the rational side of things, we just want it to be done. Like, here, see, if you just do it this way, and we step in and we do it. But the problem is, is we can't in the moment. The child needs to come to that conclusion on their own for them to really move past that tantrum and out of those big emotions. And also, in turn, us letting them do it themselves or be in that tantrum or try to fi- or even just try to figure it out on their own, we're actually equipping them with more skills to do that later on. I also want to talk about what we do sometimes without even thinking about it when our child is having a tantrum. So tantrums are a really big subject, and I feel like a lot of parents and caregivers and educators will come to me, and this is one of the main questions that I get because they can be really hard to navigate, but I think one of the main reasons why um, it's a main question why it's hard to navigate is because tantrums spark emotions in us so quickly. Sometimes it's frustration within us. Sometimes we feel bad for the children. Sometimes we're upset and we need a break or sometimes we maybe start having adult tantrums ourselves. I think that's why it's so hard to navigate because without even realizing it, we can go from zero to 10 when our child's having a tantrum. It's so difficult because our knee-jerk reaction is that something does get switched to us. So we may over-sympathize and give in and want the crying to stop right now or send them to time out. Or sometimes we get louder so that the child will hear us through their screams. Do any of those maybe sound familiar or spark other things that you've done during those moments? All of which don't necessarily help the situation. And the thing about tantrums is they will eventually end. They're going to run out of steam. They're going to realize, oh, that doesn't actually bother me anymore etc, etc. And they are going to end. Looking at it with a different perspective will help the adult feel better and your child feel better in the moment. I have tips for facing the storm of tantrums. And so I have a few I want to run down with you. First, I think the best thing we can do is to flip our perspective or the lens that we're looking at our child having a tantrum through And it is to first and foremost, give your child empathy. And I know it's really hard because it's, it can be really difficult to say, 
no, we're not, that's not something we're going to do right now. And um, to maybe repeat ourselves a ton of times, but if you just approach with your, approach your child with, I've been there before, I know I have things that frustrate me too. Empathy to me is I will walk with you through this situation. And sympathy is I feel bad for you in this situation or feel bad that you're going through this. Say, wow, it probably is really hard that you don't get ice cream right now when you really wanted it. Will help so much just for the child to be heard. Two, and I think this is my biggest, biggest one and is the hardest because sometimes we want to give in because it might feel easier in the moment. So this one is consistency. Keep the back and forths and the negotiations to a minimum like zero because routine and boundaries are so beneficial because your child can anticipate what's going to happen and the less unsettling things will feel day to day when you consistently say, no, we only have ice cream on Saturdays, remember? Because that they can expect and they know, okay, well, I might try. I might try on Tuesday to see if we want to have ice cream because she might say yes. Because one time she did say yes and they remember. So consistency is huge. Um, The third one is start each day as a new day. That means not bringing up the struggles and the ups and downs of yesterday. And you might have to repeat these rules several times. Truly, really because the child might forget. Just because you've said it 10 times doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to remember it each and every day until um, they've maybe internalized it. Or again, they might just see, did she change her mind? And if the answer just says, nope, then we're going to move on. But what is harmful is, don't you remember? I told you this yesterday. Because to forget is human. And to be reminded that you are coming up short never feels good. The fourth one, keep your cool. They will match the energy level that you bring to the situation. So that means training yourself to be a Zen master, yoga retreat, scented candle kind of person when your child has big emotions because it will bring big emotions up in us. So we have to train ourselves to go the other way when they when they're rising, we need to lower. So which is kind of goes hand in hand number with um, number five is patience. The adult's patience will be the light the child feels and sees when they're coming out of the fog of a tantrum. And patience is like a muscle. There could be some beautiful, amazing people out there that are born with just this amazing patience, but more so I think patience is practiced. If we coach ourselves while our child is having a tantrum, the better we can coach them when they're done having the tantrum or even before the tantrum to minimize these big feelings. Number six is crying is okay. Let them have their feelings. Their feelings are valid. It just might not seem as reasonable to us, but we want to teach them that when they express their feelings, we listen. Number seven, 
name the emotion. And this can really help minimize the tantrums when they can start verbalizing themselves a little bit better. You really wanted that dinosaur puzzle and you feel disappointed that you don't get that dinosaur puzzle right now. Doing that will help them be able to say it to you in the moment instead of crying and screaming and laying on the floor. One of the greatest things that has happened is, you know, in class, I maybe did something again, you know, as we do, maybe not realizing that it would be upsetting to somebody. Like maybe I moved someone's table, not realizing they were going back to it. And instead of having a big emotion or tantrums everywhere, they just come over to me and they say, Amy, I'm really frustrated that you moved that table. And I then I can sit with them and have a conversation with them instead of having to wait out the tantrum fog and we kind of bypass the whole thing. Number eight is watch for patterns. So you know your child best and you know what's going to upset them or what might cause them to maybe spark pushback. So with my 18-month-old, my my mom sends these really sweet videos of her dog to my daughter and she loves watching my mom's dog and what I had to start doing is anytime I would open up my computer she would know oh wait is it dog time it's dog time we're going to look at the dogs now and so I had to stop opening my computer in times that I was like well I'm I don't feel like feel like you know having her be really disappointed and I had to do that so I knew that was a pattern but what also helped was the consistency of it when I truly meant okay we can watch it one time it did take a few times because what first she doesn't really know what one time is yet also when I say one time and then I'm saying okay we're done we're going to shut it all these things help her process the whole thing better so those two things have definitely helped my situation when it comes to these dog pictures or these dog videos. So I hope this little bit helps you when you're navigating tantrums with your little one. I kind of just touched the surface, but I wanted to give you a brief rundown and maybe um, add some tools to your toolbox when you are facing your child going red sometimes. Let me know if you have any questions. Please send me a message or an email if you would like to connect and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Let's continue supporting each other so we can best support the little ones in our lives.